Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and on social media. Welcome to episode 241 of Geekitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I am once again joined by my wonderful co-host Ray. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing good, Joe. How's it going? It's been it's been good. It's been good. It's been nice to have some. I feel bad after you telling me what you just told me. It's been nice to have some downtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I shared that I'm I'm pretty busy lately. Today it's work stuff, but outside of work, it's just socializing. You know, I feel like um, mm-hmm. trying to trying to make the most of the summer. Um, obviously, you know, going to be super busy this fall with work and travel. Uh, going back out on the road, but it also kind of feels like, uh, I don't know. I, I want to say there's this window. This is like COVID free window, but it's not really COVID free. Like everyone's getting sick. Mm-hmm. We just sort of seem resigned to all be sick. And, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. it's not too bad because we're vaccinated and we're boosted or whatnot. Um, doesn't really sit right with me. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it feels weird to just sort of be like, oh, we're just going to have COVID sometimes. And there's going to be, you know, new strains. And right now it's, it seems like the current strain that's infected over half the people in the U.S. Uh, is not one that we have a vaccination for or a booster for. It, it definitely, you know, being vaccinated and boosted definitely lessens, you know, is, is said to lessen the the severity of the illness when you get it, mm-hmm. when you, mm-hmm. but we, we won't have a specific vaccination or booster for this current strain until probably October, you know? So I know a lot of people right now, not a lot, but I know a few people that have COVID or are, have just recovered from COVID or whatnot. Yeah, um, my mother-in-law, when we came back from our trip, had COVID and we're like, we don't know how we didn't get it, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just constant. And then now we've got monkeypox on top of it. So dude, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude. If you want to talk about weekly geekery, I have been geeking out on fucking the, the, the impending monkeypox uh, outbreak. It's, I, I just was reading um, some research that was released by, who was it shared by? Um, Let's see. Here it is. Uh, by AMFAR, which is uh, the Foundation for AIDS Research. Um, mm-hmm. And they're projecting about 10K, 10,000 cases in the U.S. by early August. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I asked, <laughs> about a, uh, I asked about a vaccination this morning at my doctor's appointment. And... Um, and he was like, nope, it's not. We don't have one here yet. I mean, we have it, but it's only being given out to people who have confirmed exposures. And um, Matt and I are going out on a uh, – we're going to be traveling in the next couple of months again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're like, we, we would really prefer to yeah. have – yeah, we, we, would like vac- we would like a vaccination on this, please. Um, and it's funny yeah. because my, my doctor, who's – he is a, a very – soft-spoken gay man and i just love his just kind of like dry take on everything and so he's like you know i'm really disappointed because i feel like we just got out of a pandemic 
and Dude. we didn't learn anything from it. And he goes, and really, honestly, with monkeypox, if everybody would just not touch each other for like 30 <laughs> days, it would go away. He's like, come on, 30 days, we could just not touch anybody, and we'd all be good. Dude. Yes. It's <laughs> yes, it's equally alarming and annoying. <laughs> yes, it's just it's like come on guys, like just stop. Just 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 like Let's this all is... agree to collectively not live like this. <laughs> well, and, and all you know, uh, me and my fellow introverts are like, you see, you see this is what happens when you go outside. <laughs> this is this is why I don't like outside of my room. Uh, so it's it's this false sense of like you know this that it's safe to go outside you know what i mean right it's right. it's really not no. it's really it's really not but we're doing it we're being told it's safe to go outside we're, we're carrying on as if it is but it's really not so like you know it's weird because it's summertime it's i miss my friends i miss mm-hmm. you know um just participating in like activities and, and seeing people and socializing and whatnot. But each time that I choose to do it, uh, even, even though we're wearing masks and we're being careful, it it's still, it's, it's like, acknowledge, there's that, there's that um, moment that I acknowledge that we're taking an unnecessary risk. We're sort of calculating now, like how much do I want to feel like a normal person, you know, and, and, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. uh, access this source of joy in my life versus, you know, just stay healthy and not get sick. So it yeah. kind of, it really sucks that it's come to this, you know? Well, and it just, it, it just affects absolutely everything. Just, it, yeah. it just, if like the, I don't think people realize how much this, kind of compounds things that are already a problem and starts problems that were, you know, not quite problems. Yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah. Yeah. So it's been, you know, I'm not really interested in huge gatherings anymore. Right. (laughs) At all. And we got Comic-Con coming up this week, right? Yeah. I'm not going. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going like I've got, I like, because this is okay. So I've got tickets from, 2020, which was the last time that they carried over. Like they just mm-hmm. took your 2020 tickets and they are now your 2022 tickets. Got it. But that was the that was the year that I was going to be on a cruise during, you know, the cruise we just took was supposed to be in 2020. Wow. And so I got one day and Matt got one day just to keep ourselves in like the pool. Yes. Um and my friends were like, "What do you mean you're not going?" And I'm like, "I don't I don't have any interest in peopling this summer." Like not seriously, <laughs> seriously. Like I, I said, I just like people. I can't, I can't. It's not, you know, it's not you guys. I would love to hang out with you guys, but I don't want to go to some place where there's like thousands and thousands of people from all over, and, like from all over. I'm not going to have fun with that. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. So, you know, maybe next year when I plan for it and, I'm feeling a little bit, you know, we'll see where we are. I will definitely try and get tickets just because, yeah. you know, I don't want that to be something that disappears completely from my life. But as of now, I'm like, you know, this summer I've had enough stuff that I've done. I don't need to be any more social. Yeah. So, you know, 
it's it, that exactly like that's that's where my head is at as well while still trying to see my friends and so mm-hmm. it is somewhat calculated i'm not interested in being anywhere where there's a lot of strangers in an indoor space you know especially if if i know it's a gathering of you know people that have traveled from different places i'm just not interested in that uh you know we had a movie night the other night with friends that came over just just a couple of friends came over uh, and I'm going, okay, you know, if I get sick, it's going to be, you know, <laughs> it's going to be through, through some kind of, uh, event or something that really brought a lot to my life because I love my closest friends and I want to see them and I want to spend time with them. Um, and at the last minute, you know, someone else, uh, uh, RSVP'd or, or it was like, yeah, you know, they confirmed that they were coming and, and they're here. And then they're like, yeah, I just got back from Sweden. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> way like, to ruin it kyle good it's job great to see you it's great to see you but at the same time god damn it you know so we're like okay that's that's another layer of risk now we've just added to this to the night's you know festivities <laughs> and then you know we we went out on a fun date um on saturday or was it sunday we went to brunch and that was fun on saturday we did a beach day with you know basically the same people just you know another person joined us that's a close friend of mine and you know i'm thinking i was literally sitting at the beach joe going okay we're outdoors there's people here but we're sort of spread apart you know what i mean like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is cool i guess (laughs) you know but but it's it's always that in the back of my head now always there's this calculation of counting the number of people, you know, sitting, sitting outdoors, you know, if we go to restaurants, which I don't particularly enjoy anymore. Um, so it's like stuff like that. And it's just, it's, it's a, uh, it adds a layer of exhaustion, I think, to just a basic day-to-day existence, you know? It really, really does. Like we, my, my mother-in-law is back East for a wedding shower. And so my father-in-law is on his own. And so we thought, okay, well, we'll, you know, we did dinner with him one night. We got pizza. He's, he's, you know, my, my mother-in-law is very strict with food. And so, you know, we're like, all right, Peter, <laughs> now's your chance. You've got a week. <laughs> what, what do you want? So like we had pizza last night. Um, and then we went to the movies on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had somebody sitting next to me. And I'm just like, why? Why? Why are you? Why here? would you do that? Yeah. I hate like, that. Why? Isn't it an understanding now? Like, go to a movie theater, leave a sp- leave a seat in between the person yeah. that seat. What are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> like it would have annoyed me pre-pandemic, but now it really now it's just like it's just, just unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same. I'm having we're having the same thoughts, my friend. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's. I mean, you know, it's been a lot of socializing this week. We did finish Miss Marvel, which I'm excited to talk to you about today. Um, yeah. What else? We're we're we've started season three of Stranger Things. I thought for some reason that I never watched season three. Now that we've started it, I'm like, I totally watched this fucking season. Why did I? Why did I <laughs> believe that I never watched it? I don't know. So you know, once we get through season three, we'll jump into season four, which I'm excited to see because I've heard such great things and and have not started it. Um, it feels like I love Stranger Things. Just I was just talking to Matt about this. There is something about '80s feeling movies that are just like comfort zone, and they feel like summer to me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's not as 
derivative as I seem to remember when I, during my first watch, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, or I don't know, or maybe that's just, maybe everything's just derivative now. So it seems like (laughs) normal, um, but yeah, that's been fun. Um, and, uh, there was something else that I was excited to start because I was watching Abbott elementary on Hulu. That's that we're enjoying that. Um, that definitely feels derivative of the office a bit, but it, it, there, there's, you know, new characters and fun stuff. Um, and then there's another show that just started and someone recommended it to me and I know it's on Hulu and I can't, I just, I'm blanking on what it was. Um, but that's been my geeking out, you know, like, like I said, I'm trying to get outdoors more art shows have been fun. I've been trying to stay consistent about seeing, you know, going out and seeing things, but Again, you know, we were supposed to go to a show on Saturday night after the beach, and not only was I just beat down by like the sun, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, God, how much do I really want to go? I know it's going to be a packed opening. It's a small gallery. Oh, like it just, you know, like it mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know. We're we're gonna try to hit up a couple more art shows um, this coming weekend and have some family stuff. So it's it's ongoing, man. Summer is the time where you know, we're going to try to, to be outdoors and socialize, you know, more than any other time of the year. So it is what it is. <laughs> more, more power to you, man. Cause I, I looked at Matt and I was like, after this cruise, I do not want to do anything. And he's like, well, what about no, no, nothing. <laughs> but we yeah. could no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, an added layer to that is I'm going to be gone. You know, like I know yeah, that I'm yeah, not yeah. going to, you know, I'm going to be in hotels and in airports and at, and at huge events during the fall. So it's like chaos. It's like, oh man, I'm going to be really out there trying my hardest to like not touch my face and like wash my hands every chance I get and like wear a mask 24 seven. Like I need to like find the most comfortable fucking masks I can find <laughs> because I'm basically going to live in those masks for, you know, for the, for the next few months, starting in, uh, in September. At, at the beginning of the pandemic, there was this great comic strip of uh, a dog looking at his owner and the owner was in the cone of shame. And the dog says, sorry, buddy, I just can't trust you to not touch your face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So you mentioned you were in the theater recently. What what did you see? We saw Top Gun Maverick. Oh, that's on my list. It's it's a good movie, and I enjoyed it a lot. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I had I feel it wasn't guilt because I didn't have anything to feel guilty about, but I just felt unsettled by watching something mil- that had to do with the military. I think yeah. anything military or cop wise right now, I'm just not okay with. Yeah. Like it just it just doesn't settle right. It's like read the room, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, I get why you're doing this, but um, not not the best time because this is not an America raw raw kind. Of, and they didn't, in all fairness, they didn't. It wasn't like all America raw raw. They had a mention they had to run. They did it. Mm-hmm. They're very proud of themselves. That's great. But it wasn't like it wasn't like yay America raw raw. But yeah. there's still like you can. There's only so much you can do when you've got a military show to not do that. That's really interesting to hear. It's heartening, honestly, as somebody who has been saying who has had that feeling for years now, <laughs> and it was, who has yeah, lost yeah. friends. I've lost friends, you know, who are veterans 
over my criticisms of, you know, U.S. imperialism and, you know, the military's role in that, obviously, and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting to me to hear more and more the general public sort of be like, not, you know, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we not were- make it a commercial for, uh, <laughs> for the military or for cops. Well, we watched we watched um, a Chernobyl documentary um, on HBO Max last night because my my father in law was over and we liked that kind of stuff. The, and I was wait, like, "Is it the dramatization, the four part, or is it a documentary documentary?" It, no, they they did the four part, and then yeah. they did that was so successful that they did a movie that's just under two hours, which is all film from that time, like of the people. Oh, you like Ray? It's ridiculous. Like it's the people sitting. Like it's it's video of guys going into the power plant and scraping oh. stuff off the ceiling and dumping it down into the thing, and then showing oh. like what the like it's Mm-mm. it's insane. Wow. And it, like I I finished the the um the movie and I said, well, first of all, Russia means to not be a country anymore. <laughs> like, like can we just can we just across the board agree like that just needs to stop. And I'm just like, I'm so done with politics and and countries and government. Like it's just like it's just it's just all lies. <laughs> yes. It's all lies. It's all lies. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Hundred percent. That's I, I, the minute you said Russia does not need to be a country anymore. I'm like, God, do you know like how many countries could we say countries don't need to be a thing anymore? No, countries like, need to not be a thing it's anymore. Not like you know. I mean, they happen to have a meltdown. Yes, that's terrible, but it's not like it couldn't happen anywhere else. You well, know, it's, but it's not. And again, it's not that they had a meltdown. All right, this is an emergency. It's fine. Things happen. It's like you're sending. You're you're not telling anybody in the town that there's a problem. Yeah, they're standing around in radiation fifty times higher than yeah. normal. Yeah, just like chilling. Because I mean, you know, hey, not <laughs> at the risk of of getting you on a watch list that I'm sure I'm on already. Uh, <laughs> there's only you know, there's only one country in history that has actually dropped an atomic bomb on someone else. It's true. Two. It's true. And it was us. So you know, like yeah. oh, that I was I, I, that was weaponized. I'm, that was not a meltdown. That was a you know that that was a yeah. A, I'm to the point where I'm like like <laughs> the U.S. Can we just like start over, <laughs> dude? <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole uh, Twitter chain right now of people like going. Can we like <laughs> all right, Brit? It took us like you know over 200 years, but um, we're we're coming back because. Like, <laughs> Sorry, like the arm, and like people are going. Do you think they'll for, like I love the comments. Twitter's amazing. The the comments are like, that, like, do you think they'll remember the tea thing? Like, it's been long enough. Do you think that we can just like not oh, mention shit. it? People won't remember. Like, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, I'll send you some literature, my friend. Um, <laughs> so, Top Gun is also on my list to watch. Um, you know, again, I feel like I. I've always felt like, look, I, I feel comfortable sharing most forms of media entertainment because I know that I'm doing my best to bring a critical lens to everything that I consume. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I can, I can enjoy the MCU as I obviously do. And also recognize that it is pro military and pro cop and, you know, kind of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? sort of um, 
propping up a, a somewhat fascistic <laughs> worldview, you know, mm-hmm, that these mm-hmm. heroes and yeah, it makes these little, you know, attempts to sort of critique that and kind of nod to that, acknowledge that in, uh, as well in terms of like winter soldier where, you know, Steve Rogers is like disillusioned with the government and blah, blah, because Hydra's, you know, overtaken, you know, shield, but, but still like that, those are blips considering the, you know, the overall message that it's sending. So, but I've, I've always felt that as long as you can, bring you're willing to do the work to bring that critical lens then i'm I'm not telling anyone to not enjoy it or to not watch things i certainly am going to watch things you know right um uh it's one of the things i enjoy so much about the boys you know because they are are definitely teeing up you know the message that superheroes are are broadcasting out there um and and sort of deconstructing it and taking it to task or whatnot uh, and that being said, you know, there's still always going to be people that just sort of unironically <laughs> con- like consume, like consume it. And like, you know, are fans of Homelander, which is like fucking bug nuts to me. Like, that's insane. No, that's, uh, no, that's always been something that's bothered me when people like root, not root for, but advertise or wear merch that are like for Hydra or for the Empire. Right. I'm like. Like, did you stop and think about that? <laughs> like, did you actually like think, oh, hey, you know what? I'm wearing a a shirt. Like, well, first of all, a shirt was made promoting Hydra. Yeah. Um, you do realize it's based on Nazis. Like, it, it just always confuses me. Why would you pick up anything right. that has Hydra on it? Right. And so what's the answer? Do you not make those things? Do you not tell those stories? Do you not create a Hydra because of the fear that people are not going to get it? Or, you know, which I definitely been the a proponent of like, you know, artist to artist going, maybe don't make that thing, you know? And, and, <laughs> and let me tell you, there are a lot of artists out there that do not want to hear that. There are a lot of creators that, you know, really uh, hold dearly onto the idea of like creative freedom and like, no, you know, we can't limit the creative impulse. We're going to miss out on so much or that's, you know, censorship. And I'm just like, there's nuance here, people like, at least that's, it's, it's a longer conversation. You and I could definitely devote an entire podcast or two to this, uh, which would be cool. I don't know. Let us know if you want to hear, you know, let's talk more about this stuff. We'd be happy to do so. Uh, we definitely talk about it when we're not in front of mics. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But, you know, I don't think necessarily, I think for me, there's a line between, you know, where I, I might say, don't make that versus no, go ahead and make it. But, you know, let's also try to put some effort and energy towards helping people understand why you don't want to get the Hydra tattoo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or right, exactly. wear the fucking pro empire shit. Like let, let's do both here. We can, we can do, but we can have the media and the stories and the art, you know, and we can try to, you know, make sure that people are, are in the best place possible to understand critically uh, what they're consuming. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah i just it just it's exa- i'm tired ray i'm tired i've just it's been, a lot man it's a lot it's a lot and it's <laughs> there was a moment, moment when i'm watching top gun maverick and i was like Ugh, it's military stuff and then i was like 
God damn it, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> because once you start seeing it, that's it. You're done. Like it yep. like you won't you can't stop seeing it. That's it right there. You said it. That's the refrain that I've heard from so many friends of mine. It's like, shit, once you see it, you can't go back. You just can't not see it now. Mm-mm. Yeah, at least. That that gives me honestly, dude, that, that I'm sorry. And that gives me hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah because it is you know it be, sort of becomes this whole other work but I, and i think all of us you know when we're not used to considering something the, the once we start it feels like a lot of work and then as you go it just sort of eventually becomes part of your your natural process i certainly felt that way the you know i crystal clear in my in my head is is the first time that a, a woman thankfully thankfully took the time and energy, which she did not have to do. I'll always be grateful to this person to sort of point out to me, uh, you know, dude, you don't, you don't have to talk so much, (laughs) you know, you don't, you actually don't have to take up so much space, Ray, as a man. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And, and, you know, once I, was able to sort of go through that process, it did at a point feel like, wait a minute, this is a whole new thing that I have to think about now, like Mm -hmm. all day, every day and every single interaction, you know what I mean? Forever. Like what? And it just felt like overwhelming and exhausting. And, you know, and it, and it it just, and it, it, there's always, I mean, if you're doing it correctly, there's always something new that you're learning. There's always something new that you're going, Oh, that's something that I need to be more sensitive about. That's my, and honestly, I like, I don't, I don't begrudge it. Um, I, I, I think what makes me tired is the fact that it needs to be done. The fact that we still (laughs) live in a world where we have to like, where we still like, (laughs) I am not, I'm not excited about having to, to, to march for my rights in another couple of months, which, you know, we're going to have to do like, it's just, so, yeah. So uh, there might yeah. be another, there might be a resurgence of a previous podcast coming in, but I can't do it till August when my tenure comes up. I'll share some advice that I'm sure many people know already, but some might not that helped me a lot in this whole process. And that was accepting that I, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to mess up. Yep. <laughs> like you know addressing that fragility of like wanting to to get it right and be perfect forever Mm -hmm. without fault without screwing i'm just i'm going i'm going to mess up still Mm -hmm. and it's just that that's okay as long as it you know it's not about not messing up it's about how you react to messing up you know and and yes (laughs) and that's where doubling down comes in and you know Exactly. Exactly. That being said, we're probably going to be watching the original Top Gun soon because mm-hmm. we want to see the new one. And, you know, it, there are certain rules, Joe, for me. <laughs> <laughs> we are not going to watch part two of you together if you have not seen part one. <laughs> That's fair. I honestly wish I had gone back. It, I had seen it once or twice when I was younger, like probably in, in my late teens, I think is the last time I probably saw Top yeah. Gun, but yeah. I remembered enough of it to kind of get the references. I probably would have enjoyed it more if I had seen. Sure. I, I think they they did a very good job of hitting all the the 
kind of benchmark points where you sure. can go, oh, this is this scene from that movie. This is the scene from the other movie. Like you, like you knew what they were matching it up with so that they could have that feel going. Mm-hmm. But it was its own story and its own thing. And it didn't have, it wasn't like, oh, they're just retelling the story. Awesome. Awesome. Listen, I just spoke to someone recently who shared with me that they watched and enjoyed the Watchmen, the HBO Watchmen series. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I loved it. And then they shared that they had they had no concept of Watchmen at all before watching that. And I was like, my brain almost exploded. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Wait. So so you basically haven't watched that show yet because you have no idea like what it's based on. I don't know. That was a little too much for me. I have to admit. <laughs> I wasn't judging them. I was just, it just took it- me a minute. <laughs> Those moments when somebody says something that's so just completely out of left field for your state of being that reality stops for a second and goes, what? Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. all of reality, not just you, just the entire room just kind of goes, huh? Yeah. It's like, oh, I've I've never watched a single piece of Star Wars media, but I decided to put on Attack of the Clones the other day. And you're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> like, what, you know, yeah, it was, it was okay. I'm like, no, you have no, <laughs> you, no, you can't like, oh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not telling you that you're wrong, but you are. <laughs> Can you imagine, dude, someone's first Star Wars thing is like Revenge of the Sith. Like that's just yeah. their first Star Wars thing. They just put it on. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to see what this Star Wars thing is all about. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's to me, to me, that's people trying to um, go watch Marvel movies now and not having any clue what is like. If you have not seen every Marvel movie, what are you even doing with your life? <laughs> like, what? Like, how are you not completely lost? I feel bad dragging Matt to um, Marvel movies without him having watched any of the Disney Plus stuff because he just doesn't yes. like it. Yes. Okay. Put a pin in that. Because that is very relevant to our conversation about Miss Marvel today. Yes. But uh, if you're inclined to share, I want to hear about your other weekly geekery that I'm seeing here on the notes, um, in the show notes. We had just started season three of a Mexican Netflix TV series called Control Z. Googling which now. is v- What was that? Googling Okay. Now. Yeah. So it is... Um, it's basically a hacker gets all the information from these teenagers phones at the school and are um, using it to blackmail them. And so it's this big mystery who done it. And the main girl is one of these people who just kind of sees things a little bit differently. So she can pick up on little clues. And so she's investigating what's going on and it's, First of all, it's high school, which I kind of enjoy because it's kind of fun to see. Like, it's very familiar for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I I see a lot of my students in these characters, which is fun. I'm like, oh, I've I've had students like that. Um, (laughs) And the story is very compelling. I think the first season's the best of them so far. But the second season kept us interested. And the third season seems to be going in the same direction of keeping us interested. So really enjoy it. Oh, cool. I'm seeing that the third season is going to be the final. Yeah. Which makes sense. Cause they're all seniors and I don't like, mm. I don't know how the same kind of thing happens more than three years. <laughs> like after a while, it's like, I right, really got to shoehorn this concept in here. 
I love that you and Matt has sort of like found this like affinity for like international television. I feel like that's something that would never enter my sphere of, of consideration, you know, but mm-hmm. it's cool to hear about all these shows that, that you two are enjoying. Well, it's just so much fun because you see all these different perspectives from people in different parts of the world. I know I, I went out on a couple of dates with a guy who um, was from Australia and he loved um, Chinese cinema and um, and we went to a movie and I was surprised at how it just didn't have uh, what I would consider a happy ending. Mm. And he was like, well, that's a, that's a very American thing. And I'm like, right. I'm like you know, right. like, it, like it just, <laughs> again, you don't have this concept that, that, you know, movies are different in different cultures and they very much yeah. are. Yeah. And so I, we really enjoy, especially like when we were going to Denmark, we started watching, you know, Danish TV shows just because we want to kind of see what's, you know, what, what the culture is like and hear a little bit of language. And it was great because you'd walk around and you'd know what some of the words were because you'd hear them on the, on the TV shows. So that's cool. Whenever that sort of comes up about the difference between, you know, American culture and a lot of other cultures, it just makes me think about how young our culture is how, mm-hmm. like you said, you're 200 years old, really, as a country and as a, you know, as a culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we're talking about other parts of the world that are like centuries into their existence. Right. Like places that have had literal dynasties, like multiple dynasties. Well, that's why every time we do something stupid, the rest of the world looks at us and goes, oh, America. <laughs> right. It's like, right. Pat, the, pat you on the head, send you on your way. Right. That's. I mean. That's why Homelander is such a great. <laughs> such a okay, great. So we're, because he's so we're, powerful. Because yeah. the, the United States is, you know, be quickly became a world power. But it's like giving a fucking toddler a nuke. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And and I've we've watched a couple episodes. It's still I'm still dragging Matt through that. <laughs> he just he struggles with that show so much. <laughs> Like any anytime, anytime I say, so do you want to watch? And he kind of gets that look. Like I don't even have to finish the sentence. Do you want to watch? And he gets that look. Like do we have to? <laughs> That's great. Poor Matt. Um, and then, <laughs> but not poor Matt. Poor Matt is doing something very outside of his box, and I'm very proud of him. Um, last night he he woke up this morning. He's like, I'm tired. I stayed up too late last night. I said, Well, what were you doing? And um, he's going to be in the next D and D campaign that I run. Cool. And he actually sat down with the player's handbook and started reading through it to see what he needed to know. And so he could ask me intelligent questions. That's and awesome. you you have to understand that this is my husband is a very practical atheist, does not like things that are fantasy or magic or like it just doesn't make sense. So he has no interest in it. And here I am giving him a fantasy role-playing guidebook. And he is making his way through it. So he is trying very hard. He is like, it helps that he's excited about the people that we're going to be playing with. Um, And, uh, you know, he, he thinks it'll kind of be fun, but the whole fantasy aspect of it is just not what he jives with. So, so I'm very, very proud that he is um, making an effort. He thinks he wants to play a druid. Cool. <laughs> so cool. I feel like the whole 
introducing your partner into the geeky thing is like such a tenant of like geek relationships, <laughs> like geeks yeah, in I mean, relationships. You can't be in a relationship with a geek and not pick up some stuff. And listen, everyone's geeky about something. Oh yeah. For some people oh, it's fucking running and fitness. And for mm-hmm. other people it's music. And it's like, you know, if you're going to be in a relationship with someone, you're going to want to, hopefully get into and partake, you know, with whatever thing that your partner's into. Well, it is funny because Matt's geeky about weather and geography and maps and that kind of stuff. Mm. And so I got him this t-shirt for Christmas. That was um, a big map. And on top of it are big letters. that says, I read maps and know things. <laughs> <laughs> and he wore that when we were going on our cruise and the number of people that came up and were like, oh, I love your shirt. Oh, I'm like that too. I love looking at maps. <laughs> it was, oh, it was awesome. very validating to him because he always is like, well, nobody likes the stuff I'm into. And I'm like, no, I think there's quite a few people that like Oh, it. that's great. You just haven't found your people yet. Um, couple things. Uh, and then we should take our break. Uh, yeah, yeah. Watching Stranger Things season one, literally, I turned to Rosie and I'm like, that game that those kids are playing? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, that's the game that Joe wanted us to play with him. It's called Dungeons and Dragons. And she goes, oh. And I'm like, that one kid is the one who's sort of like unfolding the story for the other characters. And then, you know, they roll the die. And and she was like, oh, what's it called again? And I'm like, it's called Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) She's like, oh, okay, got it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so there's that, which happens frequently in my relationship, frequently. Which is hilarious because I just like, I feel like some of this stuff is, even if it, even like, I would be much more not surprised by, oh, Dungeons and Dragons, really? You play that? Like, I would be more, int- like, how in 2022 do you not know <laughs> that Dungeons and Dragons, and, and it just it just means that there's an entire group of people out there that are just that far removed from that part of culture like they're not the group joe you're the group (laughs) but see yeah but but they're just people (laughs) but even people who think that it's satanic know what dungeons and dragons you know it's part of the 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 common like (laughs) common knowledge you may know nothing about it but you've heard of it and either think that it's a weird game that freaks play or you're totally into it or it's satanic and you shouldn't go near it. Or yeah, that's just not my thing. Like you have an, like you, you know what it is and you have an opinion about it. Even if it's, I don't have an opinion about that. Right. Right. Uh, Nope. (laughs) I'm with one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just fascinating to me. I'm just like, what what occupied your time before this? Like, what did you do? Yeah, it's a lot of like, uh, <laughs> I, and and I've I've gotten to the point now, thankfully, where I don't assume things anymore uh-huh. about about experience or understanding because I'm like, you know, this is this is in highly influenced by these things. Do you know about these things? And it's like, no. Okay, cool. Uh, I don't think you need to know that for this. And for me, it, it honestly, it's it brings a lot to my experience uh, rewatching these things because I get to I get the perspective of someone who's not coming from a place of nostalgia at all, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? At all. So it's like nostalgia media 
without the nostalgia? How effective is it? Does it work as a story? That's really interesting because you're right. They do play up on that nostalgia really, really strongly. Yes. And, yes. and I, I f- maybe this is just because of my age and other people would say different things, but I feel like there's a different feel or tactileness to mm. 80s nostalgia, mm. especially if you're a geek. Like, I feel that's where, like, yeah, geek stuff really started getting big and widespread. Yeah. So you sit and you watch that stuff and you're like, oh, my God, it's all the stuff I grew up with. (laughs) So the other thing uh, I forgot to mention in my weekly geekery is that we got Apple Watches this week. How are you liking that? Um, I'm still, I'm still adjusting. I'm still learning the ropes. I think my, my buddy and coworker, Jason, um, really described the experience perfectly when he said to me, um, it's, he said it was anticlimactic for him. He said, yes. I was really excited to get it. And then once I got it, I just sort of was like, oh, it, it does a lot of things to sort of like fill in the gaps or it, it's a good sort of support thing, but it's not the thing. Like it's not, no. it's not like a game or a phone where you can go and you can do stuff on it, but it does sort of blend nicely into your, you know, whatever you're doing tech wise already and just sort of augments everything. And I think that was a perfect kind of setup for, for what our experience has been. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody put it as anticlimactic, but that's exactly the word. That is exactly the word. Because I was yeah. like, people are like, how do you like it? I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's but but fun. we are, you know, we're um, we're early in. We're only a few days of like having these things on our wrists. And what I'm geeking out about is the fitness aspect. Honestly, like no, I, nice. I'm I'm not the most out of shape person in the world, but. I definitely want to, you know, would like to be more fit, especially it gets harder to, to achieve that as I get older. And one of the things that uh, I sort of been fascinated by is because I've always sort of been able to maintain this like baseline of like fitness and athleticism, you know, and, and even though I'm not really, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really uh, committed to like, getting better getting more fit i'm always been curious about why i haven't been able to even in my like shitty half-assed attempts i'm like why isn't that working like you know like i lifted lifted something heavy on tuesday why don't i have bulging biceps now and all this stuff right um but the the fitness info that it's communicating to us has been really eye-opening for me because i'm like oh i'm i'm not actually as healthy as I thought I was. <laughs> like, I just sort of assumed that I was eating better than I actually do and treating uh-huh. my body better than I actually am. So right. that that has been interesting. I'm like, oh, there are healthier choices that I could. I thought I was already making pretty healthy choices, but there, there's actually things that are that don't feel like they'll take a huge amount of effort and and I can actually be healthier, and and I want to be. So that is that has been the thing that's jumped out for me the most so far this week. The thing that drives me nuts about that is like when you realize how many ten thousand steps is. Yeah, and like that's exactly walking, the like, kind of shit I'm, I'm walking. About. I'm walking a lot today. What? 
4,000 steps. What the hell? <laughs> like, exactly. That's exactly the kind of thing like, I'm talking about. How long do I have to walk to get 10,000 steps? Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Nobody well, walks I- this. Like, like no, I don't have this. I don't have time to just dedicate to steps. <laughs> it just lets you know what you're doing. And I like I I am very much enjoying that. I it's no longer just kind of a feeling or like like you said, like I walked this much today or oh I you know, I haven't been sitting that much today and your watch is like, Yeah, you have. <laughs> you <laughs> well now totally I don't want to burst your bubble, but I do want to let you know that there is like I've turned off my rings because I don't I don't need that constant reminder. I've got other things to do with. Oh, um, I want my people. <laughs> yes, I've got my my Apple Watch is set there to make my life more convenient. It is not. I do not. I do not need another person telling me what to do in my life. <laughs> so, um, so I've turned off all my rings and everything else. But I will tell you right now, it's very subjective. It's not. It's not as sensitive or as accurate as they kind of make it out to be because the number of times that Matt has um has reached his standing goal while lounging up against me in the lounge <laughs> on the couch watching television is, for for a while it was a nightly thing like every night That's like funny. it was like he, he just kind of be like he like you know he's on my shoulder and he's like oh he was like, "What happened on my watch? Oh, I just reached my standing goal. Okay, <laughs> it's like you're, I feel you're like, not even sitting. <laughs> I feel like that's the low hanging fruit. That's the one that they lob you, where they're like, "Hey, you did something today, Barry." Kind of. That's the that's the participation trophy. I feel like is the standing goal. <laughs> no, I like it. I like kind of. I'm like God. I you know I. I could do better if I just had someone pointing out that I'm a failure all day. It'd be great. <laughs> that's, that's my motivation. <laughs> you and I motivate very differently, my friend. <laughs> Somebody says, you're not succeeding. I'll go, well, fuck you. I'm not going to succeed just to spite you now. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so great. I'm like, what? <laughs> Give me that gold star, goddammit. <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> and I'm like, keep your fucking star. I don't need your I don't need your pity. <laughs> How condescending do you think you can be? Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> so true. Uh, this is that. this is why you and I get to get along so well because we just we complement <laughs> each other very well. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I feel like this podcast is so much about the ways that we overlap. It's really funny to point <laughs> out sometimes the ways we don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, um, dude! Let's let's talk about Miss Marvel. Yeah, let's stop. We'll get our our audio back on track, and then we'll we'll come back and we'll talk about Miss Marvel. We'll be right back. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games. Star Wars. Comics. Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, New, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. 
Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. And we're back. And we're talking about Ms. Marvel. Yep, we sure are. Do you finish the whole thing, right? Whole thing. Okay. Sorry, I'm munching on some mixed salt and nuts because I'm starving. Um, there's, I feel like there's a lot to, I could say and share about the show and the character, and I want to do that. But uh-huh. first things first, Joe, spoilers for Miss Marvel. Right. Because in the last fucking scene of this show. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that did the show dirty because it doesn't matter how good the show was, that's literally all anybody is talking about. Interesting. Interesting. You feel bad for the Miss Marvel character and storyline. I, I feel I, I just I just feel bad for this this series because it's like at the end of each series we talk about it and about what you know, what we thought and how they did with the story. Honestly, nobody is saying anything about the story or about how fun the characters are or anything like that. Everybody goes straight to the, because everybody's going straight to the, Oh my God, the ending. Why? What was the ending? (laughs) They, they announced that there are mutants. She's a a fucking mutant. She's a, she's a mutant. She's not an inhuman. She's a mutant. Now, I watched. And it's not like, and it, I thought when he's like, there's something different in your genes. I thought, oh, they're going to tell her she's an inhuman. And then you're, da 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 da. And you're like, oh, my, like, yes. <laughs> what? What? So I watched a video from Everything Always or Everything Awesome or one of those YouTube channels mm-hmm. that pointed out in an interview with the writers, the creators of the Miss Marvel comic. That she was originally supposed to be a mutant, not an inhuman in the comic. Yes, I saw that too. In the comic, she was supposed to be a mutant, but they didn't make her a mutant because that's when um, Fox was like really doing all this X-Men stuff. Exactly. And they're like, why why are we giving Fox new material? Yes. So I think it's kind of fucking cool. That they're able to like stay true to the original intentions of this character in the show. Yeah. I well, love I, that. I'm excited that that she is a mutant. Obviously, that you know, we, we love X-Men, we're all about mutants. But I feel like this was such a good series. I really enjoyed it. And I feel like if you want to try and find anything on this show to kind of do um you know, some kind of recaps and stuff on all anybody is talking about is, Oh my God, she's a mutant. And I totally get it because that's how I, my, my reaction was too. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but like, she's so much more than a mutant. Like, yeah, this is a big deal on many other levels. <laughs> I did not enjoy this show as much as I wanted to. Oh, really? It's one of those things where I'm so glad that it exists, but it's not for me. And the the mutant revelation at the very end almost it kind of justified it for me. It almost made me retroactively and enjoy like the show or, or or be happy. I was happy that I watched it, but overall, this felt way too much like a teen Disney Channel show to me. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just not, that's not my storytelling lane. You know what I mean? No, I totally get that. I totally get that. And I think I Carly with fucking like Marvel, like, and I'm just not, I don't give a shit about that. I, and I get that. I think that it's just like any other comics, you know, franchise, you're going to start getting storylines that aren't necessarily for you. Mm-hmm. And exactly. um, yeah. And I think I can see where this is not, you know, this is, yeah, they've, they even said they knew this was not going to be for anybody and they are targeting a younger audience audience. Yeah. And you know what? It's fucking smart of them to do so. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. So MCU is, is, is by design. Like you said, it's going to grow to the size of a public, a comic book publisher like Marvel. And do I love Marvel? Yes. Do I love the Marvel comics that I love? Yes. Do I go out there and buy every Marvel comic? Absolutely not, because not everyone is for me. I'm not I'm not into everything they're going to do. And right. it's a little bittersweet, but that's where the MCU is going for me. And so I'm probably not going to be watching every Disney Plus show going forward, you know? Um who knows? I, I'm not, I, at least I won't assume that I'm going to watch everyone. I, I may check everyone out to kind of see the flavor, but I'm not going to feel obligated to stick with it, you know, as much going forward after Miss Marvel. Cause I, I kind of did that with this one and I easily mm-hmm. could have dipped after like the second or third episode where I was just like, uh, you know, like I get it. Like the, 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 the teen, you know, love triangle thing and, you know, I'm just, uh, I don't care, man. Like, I don't want to watch <laughs> Hannah Montana with superpowers, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, I get it. I get it. You you might not like Control-Z then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally would, would not like Control-Z. I already looked, I already Googled it. Yeah. Again, so happy that it's out there and that it exists. It's just not for me. Right. Yeah. There were things I liked about the show, though. Yeah, and I feel, feel like... I mean, like this. This was doing some some heavy lifting. Like this is the first um, Pakistani Muslim character we've had in the MCU, and yep. it's really one of the few that has had any sort of like starring role in a like series of any sort. Yeah, it, it honestly, I think she did great as Miss Marvel as as Kamala. Mm-hmm. I know it was like her first acting role. Like she was discovered just for the show. Um, it does make me wish that the casting of America Chavez, it makes me wish that they had stuck more closely to her roots in the Marvel comics where she's Afro Latina because in the Dr. Strange movie where she makes her debut in the MCU, She's Latina, but not Afro-Latina. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it seems that I, I, I kind of see where Marvel's going, you know, where they're they're broadening their fan bases, not just in terms of the storytelling style, but and and you know what age group they're targeting, but also representation-wise, which is great. Um, but they probably feel like, you know, we have black characters in the MCU. They probably see an Afro Latina as representing blackness, and they wanted to cast a brown girl for America Chavez. But I don't know. In in my, I guess my takeaway is like Afro Latinos, Afro Latinos and Latinas are still 
Latinx. So, you know, mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those, the, the fact that they em- encompass more than one identity doesn't cancel any identity out. You know, they're fully mm-hmm. black, fully Latinx. So, um, and now we have Kamala, who I feel like covers the fact, okay, she's brown, she's Pakistani, and she's Muslim. I just, I don't know. It starts. To, it's starting to feel like Marvel is trying to check boxes. And as somebody who wants more representation and more diversity, I don't know how to avoid that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but it, it makes me wish that because I think I think Kamala's great. It makes me wish that they had taken a, a different approach with America Chavez in Doctor Strange. Just, just in in casting. Yes. Wise. Yes. Yeah. An Afro Latinx character would be amazing because Afro Latinx identity is so underrepresented in um in media, especially throughout Latin America. So I just feel like that character is important for the same reasons that Miss Marvel is important. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And and, and so, or at least to the same degree. And so it just makes me look back at that and go, oh man, there was an opportunity there. And I, and it feels, I could be wrong, but it feels like Marvel was like, why cast an Afro-Latina for this role when we already have black characters in this universe? We need a, a, a Latina, like a brown girl, you know? It just, I don't know. It Right. It, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're still, you're still got white executives doing yeah. most of this decision-making and not if, you know, I, I apologize if I'm assuming too much, but I have a feeling that it's kind of this idea of the idea of somebody who is both black and Latinx mm-hmm. at the same time is too much for them to <laughs> zero in on. Like, like it's like, right. no, you've got to be right. one or the other. And, right. and because this is not the, I mean, and the weird thing is, is that there's a lot of, not a lot, but there are several um, characters that have been cast that are not being that, that if they're um, Afro Latino, they are just cast as Latino. Yes, exactly. C- Celia Reyes. Yes. Uh, yes. Roberta, da, exactly. Roberta da Costa. Great um, points. Yeah. And so it's kind of one of those, uh, those things where, I mean, they're going to do, I have a feel like they're going to do the same thing with Miles Morales. Yes, and that community of Marvel fans knows this. They see mm-hmm. this, they recognize it, you know? So I just felt like we're losing something really important in this in this strategy that that Disney. And it's not like they haven't put thought in it. They absolutely like this is Disney. They absolutely have put thought into this. Right. And I, I but I, I think I just this is always this has always confused me. It's like you've got a richness. Culture comes with a richness of story. Mm-hmm. Why are you so so afraid to explore that? Like I'm assuming it's money. Understand. I'm assuming it's money. You know, but I don't think. But I think it's. I think it's money. Like like we don't make girls toys because boys don't want to play with. Like we don't make girl characters action figures because boys don't want to play with girls, mm-hmm. which is just ridiculous because nobody wants their set to not include Princess Leia. Nobody wants their set right. to not include Black Widow. Nobody wants their like, right. 
like it's it's money driven without any data to back it up. Right. Right. It's, it's outmoded thinking is what it is. Yeah. Um, and speaking of diversifying and mutants, it's pretty much confirmed now, right? That Namor is going to be played by a Latino uh, actor. And that yeah, he's going to be Brazilian, right? Or uh, um, based on, is he going to be based on more Aztec culture? I think so. Mayan or something, but like, I believe they are linking um, Atlantis to like that part of the world. So, which is an interesting take. I kind of like, mm-hmm. like giving giving Atlantis a a pre being submerged culture that's yeah. not European. Yeah, exactly. They're they're pretty much completely reconceptualizing Namor or Namor Namor. I don't know how do you pronounce it, Joe. I always do it Namor. Me too. But then I hear people say Namor, and I'm like, oh man, am I wrong? Um. I think I'll just wrong. I'll just I'll just flip back and forth until the movie comes out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is I mean, again, with this phase, which we're only halfway through this phase, right? Which is kind of insane. That is insane. There's this so is a much long phase. <laughs> this is a long, long phase. And it's building towards Secret Wars. It's building towards Secret Wars. I cannot I cannot wait until Marvel's. A, I cannot wait to see Kamal Khan again. Like I think it's it, like it's just a fun character, and it's not something that we've had in in the MCU up until this point. Yeah. Like the closest we've gotten to it is is Tom Holland Spider Man. Yeah, you know that that youthful enthusiasm feel, and I want to see that play off of other big players. Like I want to see mm-hmm. how she interacts with the other the other two Marvel women. Yeah. Um, I, so yeah, I'm very excited about that. I really enjoyed the way they really ambitiously um, kind of decided to weave um, the history of India and Pakistan, the partition, into the story. Right. I feel like um, that was a big swing because it's it's delicate and painful part of you know a lot of people's past. And for them to tackle that in this show, I was really happy that they were doing that um, because they could have mm-hmm. easily decided to just take the safer route and just not acknowledge or include any of that in her origin and her mm-hmm. family's history. So, uh, you know, did they get everything right? No, probably not. You know, but just the fact that they're being ambitious about it and taking it on, I think, is a good sign story wise going forward for the MCU. Yeah, and not and not making not trying to make it sound like it was a positive thing, mm-hmm. and not trying to make it like like break break down some of the 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 colonistic points of view associated with this kind of stuff. Right. Like I thought that was, that's why I say this, this show tried to do some really heavy lifting. And then we, we kind of, I think a lot of people have just kind of went, yeah, but mutants. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, the, the things that sort of were pain points for me was the coincidences that had to happen throughout the story in order to make it make sense sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I felt like every episode had a couple of instances, especially the final episode where they're like, we need to have the older brother character in here. Okay, fuck it. Let's just have him show up. 
And you're like, what? Like, <laughs> where did that come from? And then like some of the action beats have to become sort of zany in order to make sense, you know, like these trained like government mercenaries or, you know, like uh, uh, cops or whatever can't, you know, are, are going to be, I don't know, knocked down by this flurry of baseballs or something. I don't know. Just some of that stuff just feels a bit like, all right, like I can't, it's, it's really testing my suspension of disbelief. The, 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 um, the home alone factor of that last sequence, I both enjoyed and kind of rolled my eyes at. Yeah. That's a great way to put it, man. Um, although I did, I did spend an embarrassing amount of time looking up elephant toothpaste. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever heard of elephant toothpaste before this? No, of course is that not. <laughs> is because, because I was like, okay, what could they possibly be doing in that chemistry lab? Like, like <laughs> that would cause something like that ridiculous of, like really, what what is that? Well, apparently it's called elephant toothpaste. Oh, I have heard of that. There's whole YouTube videos of people it's like whole YouTube blowing, videos. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, and so I I looked it up. And for those of you who don't know what that foam is, basically what you do is you take um, hydro hydroperox um, hydrochloric peroxide. No, I don't know. You take the chemical that you put on your wounds when you get them that sting like hell you take that stuff and you mix it with uh soap and then you add a catalyst to it and i'm trying to remember what the catalyst is but anyway it basically burns off all the oxygen really fast and the soap catches that and um and makes uh makes foam and so like there's videos of people doing this in like backyard swimming pools and like just like it dyed their house yellow. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> like it's, it's explosive stuff. And I was like, you know, cause what is, I, I've never heard of this before. Apparently it can get up to like 200 degrees Fahrenheit. So the idea of this stuff going down the stairs and like messing with the soldiers is actually not unheard of both, both the volume and the, and the effect were, not inaccurate, which I was kind of surprised by. Yeah. I'm finding that um, it's, I think the storytelling just feels start like in, in television shows like this. And I'm talking about Disney plus shows overall, not just Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. The Some of the storytelling beats start to feel very truncated or like the, the arcs for characters. Cause they'll introduce a character and within the first episode or second episode of that character's introduction, they've had like two or three character turns already where they're like, mm-hmm. nice. And all of a sudden they're the villain, you know? And you're like, wait, I just met this character. Like we, we don't, we haven't even gotten used to this character or developed any sort of connection to this character. And there's like really dramatic things happening now that I, that I'm, I'm trying to follow, you know, mm-hmm. I very much appreciate their lack of filler episodes that's but I I feel like they've taken it in the complete opposite direction. Where <laughs> yes. they could they could put another episode or two in there and not have it feel like they're just putting in filler. Like I feel like they yeah. could expand and let things p- pace out a little bit differently. And they're trying to basically 
make them six hour movies. Agreed. Wow. That's, you know, you're right. It's the pacing is what it is. Mm-hmm. I think I enjoyed this show except for the pacing of it, which did feel pretty frenetic. Um, yeah, just a lot crammed into six episodes where they could have taken half the story and just spread that into six episodes and it would have felt right. Right. Exactly. And the last I, episode where she does her thing with embiggening, mm-hmm. I'm like, she's never even said that word before. What makes her even say it? I know it's from the comics and I know what she says, what she calls it in the comics, but it just came out of nowhere. There was no impetus for that whatsoever in that moment. I, I was so confused. In all fairness, I just read the first five issues of Ms. Marvel, the Ms. Marvel comic. I went back to reread it just to kind of get an idea of how far it diverged from the story. And it's the very same thing. Like she says, and begin for absolutely no good reason. Now, if you want it, if you want to know prize and you want to like justify why she says it, you've got to remember, she's a bit of an Ant-Man fan. Like not as much as Ms. Marvel, Mm. but she's got a lot of Ant-Man stuff. Okay. And she talks okay. about Ant-Man. And apparently Ant-Man has a podcast, which I think is amazing. Um, and so I, and so on brand. <laughs> I feel like we could have gotten a whole episode. Let me make sure I get the character's name right. Um, oh, man. I don't remember which character this was. Not Bruno. Um. Cameron, not use yeah, Cameron. Thank you. Um, we could have got a whole episode with Cameron exploring his powers. Yeah, like just him going, "What is this?" On the run by himself, confused. You know, having just absorbed this weird blue light energy from nowhere, and just going, "What is? What is this?" You know, I, I would have loved to spend that time with that character through that mm-hmm. process. Now, have you, have you watched the new rock stars videos on all of this stuff? Not yet. No. Okay. So <laughs> there is a point where they talk about the clandestines mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, Eric Voss basically says, if you've never heard of the clandestines, um, don't worry. You're not alone. I had to look them up too. It's a really deep cut. Ray, I've I've actually read those comics before. <laughs> I was like, I I don't know if I should be proud or just concerned of what <laughs> of, of, of knowing that deep a cut as soon as, as like as soon as they said some people call us clandestines, I'm like, no, there's Wait, no way they went and used that comic. Isn't that isn't that from Miss Marvel? No. Oh shit! No, because what cut is that? Oh, there's like there's like one five episode comic, and then I think they crossed over with the X Men ones. Oh wow! Yeah, and I knew exactly what I knew. Like I pictured as soon as they said clandestines, I pictured the title of the of the first step, first issue. Wow. Okay. That's why I'm saying this is not something where I'm like, I I, I am curious as to whether or not I should be concerned or not because <laughs> it is. It is not just a deep cut. It's a, yeah, nobody's ever read that before. That's why yeah. it has not done well. Yeah. Maybe I just wanted like more focus on two or three characters 
and their kind of process, like a more character driven approach where we got to understand, you know, not only the evolution of her powers and, and, you know, her understanding of her family's history or whatnot. I did love the time loop aspect of like, she was the one that helped her grandmother. Yeah. That was fucking cool. Um, and I did love all the all the family moments. Like I think it's sometimes it's fun to see the 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 family get involved and be just I don't know just over the top because that's how families tend to be. Yeah, but they went from like you can't even go outside to like you're a hero now. Here's a costume, and I and I do I I do recognize where they tried to give her mom that process of like expanding her idea of her, of her daughter and what she's capable of. Mm-hmm. But it just, I don't know. It didn't feel thorough enough for me where all of a sudden now they're like, okay, you can't go to Avengers con, but now they're like, you can go out and fight crime. Like that's <laughs> so much more dangerous. Especially, especially if you've like, I mean, you've, you've taught the same students I have where like the nicest kid in the class is like, I'm grounded. And you're like, for what, what could you have possibly done? And it's like, no, my parents are just really strict. And like, and, and, and there is no convincing of that parent mm-hmm. that what they have done is not right. So yeah, it, it feel, it felt, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have hit on that until I heard you say it, Joe. It did feel rushed. Like, they did do a lot. It, uh, the pacing was just very frenetic in this show. Um, but, obviously, we're going to see more of her in the Marvels, right? Yes, yes. And I think this was very much supposed to kind of just give us a good splash of the character so that she can join the rest of the MCU. Um, right. I think, I mean, I mean and that's one of the problems that I think she's going to have that Moon Knight's really going to have because up until Moon Knight, every single series we got is either a based on existing Avengers or it's tied pretty directly into an existing Avenger. <laughs> and so the tie in back into the, back into the cinematic universe is not hard, but like Moon Knight has no ties. Mm-hmm. And, Ms. Marvel has the fandom where she like she exists in this universe and she's excited and she's taken her name from one of the characters, but she really doesn't have a tie to the universe. I think and she so- does because they they did it at the end there where she switched places with uh, Carol. Right, but not not like you're not using other existing characters to mm-hmm. pull them in initially because for like. Um, Kate Bishop is right there with Hawkeye. Um, you know, Loki is his own thing, and he's been in all the films. WandaVision, same thing. Like they, yeah. like they're they're directly pulling from the the source material, and so it'll be yeah. interesting to take characters that haven't been in that source material yet and put them into it. Like, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. Um. I don't know. I feel I feel like Moon Knight. I can see them having to do a little more heavy lifting to to connect him to the larger mm-hmm. universe, but um, that's probably going to be done through the gods. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we saw. I think there was a connection from in terms of the gods 
that were present and shown. I think there was a connection from Moon Knight to Thor Love and Thunder. And I think it's going to continue to Wakanda, Wakanda forever. Yes, I think that's going to be the the continuation of the gods storyline. Yes. Which will be interesting. I like at this point, I have no idea what Wakanda Forever is going to be. Um, it's going to be a clash between. It's going to be a clash between Wakanda and Atlantis. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet Namor. Uh, we're going to replace uh, T'Challa as Black Panther with someone else, and in the end. The, the whatever conflict that they resolve and then you know become allies or whatever in the end, we're gonna get a stinger or some kind of revelation at the very end that the whole thing was the whole conflict was the result of behind the scenes machinations of, of Doctor Doom. I did hear that Doctor Doom is confirmed for at least like he's confirmed to be in there somewhere and that we are getting a Doom Solo project. What? I haven't heard about the Doom Solo project, but okay, I, do, so I, I didn't hear the other part. Here's here's one of the things that I'm going to complain about because you've been, you mentioned them earlier on, and I am not a fan of everything. Uh, is it everything always or everything awesome? <laughs> right, something. I don't know. There's a couple of channels that are very similar. Uh, uh, emergency awesome. Emergency awesome. There's another channel called Everything Always, which doesn't make any sense. No, um, but Emergency Awesome is one of those things where, like, we've heard from a very reliable source that these are the things that are coming down the road and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, yeah, but I don't see that anywhere else. I don't see that anywhere else. So then I go to – and it pisses me off because it's like, stop. (laughs) Like, if you don't (laughs) – if you haven't, if they haven't made an announcement, if it's not official or it hasn't been released in somebody's interview, don't tell people that stuff. It gets our hopes up, and then we get cranky when it's not true. Um, mm-hmm. But and I haven't seen it yet. I think in somewhere. Somewhere there is a talk. There is talk about there being a Doom solo project. Right. That's, that's, I mean, that could be cool. I think if anyone's, if any villain is deserving of their own uh, solo project, it's Doom, definitely. Um, screen rant Mis- Mystery MCU Doctor Doom project accidentally revealed. Accidentally revealed by what? Oh, by Howard Stern. Because he's somehow involved in it. Mm. Oh, I did hear about that, actually. I didn't realize it was a solo project, but I did hear about, I guess, some Howard Stern said he was involved somehow, which, what the fuck? That, I hope that's completely false. <laughs> just well, it why, might I think be him playing. It, it might just it's be a cameo. Himself. Yeah. It's a cameo. Yeah. It's, yeah. They're trying to ground it in the reality of New York and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's, I've heard, I've seen a couple of videos that are kind of outlined something very similar for Wakanda forever. So I think that's what it's going to be. But I feel like with the Marvels, you have, uh, Kamala wearing one bracelet 
and switching places with Carol, who I believe at the at in that scene is wearing a bracelet as well. And I because think, we think they're the ne- we think they're the negabands, right? Right, exactly. And and we also think that that might have been related to the honing beacon that uh, was discovered at the end of Shang Chi, right? Okay, yeah, yes, that someone accessed some kind of power signal very similar to these ten rings, and it's here. Uh, and I think all of these things are going to be related. And now. The Nega bands. Is that going to be related to quantum mania or not? Or the quantum realm was something totally different. I want to say it's totally different, but I don't know enough to make <laughs> that a definitive response. But like I said last time, like all these different realms, I feel like is where Marvel is, is, is now expanding their universe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, it was different universes in terms of a multiverse, but now I feel like it's all these different realms as well. Mm-hmm. Which is all, another- and f- if you're new to this, if you haven't watched um, uh, comic books, or watched comic books, if you haven't read comic books, uh, this is not this is not something that they're just making up for this. Like realms have, yes. there's always been realms that people have gone to and explored and come back from and yes. traveled through. And but Joe, okay, bigger picture though, mm-hmm. why do they feel the need to do so much so quickly right now? Um, because I think they've gotten into the habit and the game of dropping breadcrumbs as they go from movie to movie, series to series. Yeah. And I, just, I think that, I think they're dropping too many breadcrumbs. Yeah. It feels like, honestly, it feels like it's diluting the storytelling a bit to me. Yeah. Because now the first oh, three phases the first three phases although they were introducing new characters and you know that ensembles and that sort of thing as they went looking back it, it feels pretty linear in terms of their their approach right mm-hmm, to building mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. to infinity war but this feels like uh, it i mean it literally is like probably four times as much content right right yeah well and i just, think it i seems think a lot like a lot but if you if I'm gonna again I'm gonna no price here. Um, <laughs> if you if you look at it, it uh, have we talked about no prices before? I feel like this. Is I like was gonna say episode. that's its own deep cut. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So for those of you who don't know, is that uh, Stanley used to in his questions, um, like his little um, fan mail panels at the at the end of the comics. You know, people would write in and he'd answer questions and. If somebody could justify an oops, like if there was a continuity problem or something that didn't fit or why did the character look like this in this comic, but in this comic that's supposed to be taking place at the same time, it looked like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could justify it, you would get what he called a no prize, which was literally that. You got no prize, but it was like kudos to you for yeah, you got a shout that out. one out. Yeah. So, um, so no prizes just start hand for my theory. If I want to, if I want to dis- if I want to explain for them what they're doing, um, that's what I'm doing. Um, and I think if you think about it from the point of view is up until the Chitari invasion, everything was just kind of a little here, a little there. And then as soon as that happens, everything kind of 
explodes out and starts getting more fast paced, more characters, more yes, um, more problems, more just, just starts to kind of explain. And then you get to Thanos, which kind of exponentially expands that out. So yes. it makes sense that we're getting more and more because it's kind of just building on itself. Um, the the we're we're poking at more things in the universe and so they're coming back and poking at us i and guess yeah, yeah so i get why it's doing this i just i i hope that when we look back on these movies and series in like four or five years we're like oh my god look at how brilliantly they like led to this movie you know look how brilliantly this all got tied up in the next end game, whatever. I mean, I guess that only works if it is brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. Like it could could be like, Oh, well (laughs) all of a sudden it could be like the X-Men for so many years where it was like, wasn't there a plot line where this thing was happening and what happened to Moon Knight? It felt like the first couple phases of Marvel did a really good job of avoiding the trap that a lot of reboots and sequels and setups sort of fall into where they don't even tell a complete story because they're so worried about setting up the next thing. And it felt, mm-hmm. it felt mm-hmm. like for a long time, the MCU largely avoided that. And when they did trip up, it was really heavily, it was noticeable and it was heavily called out like Thor's whole sequence in age of Ultron. But now that almost feels like, <laughs> like I wish you could go back to that at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? The worst that, Yeah. You know, so because it's like, okay, if you're going to, if you're going to come out with Eternals and just give us all of that exposition, starting all the way back at the beginning of time in the Marvel universe and, you know, give us these, this idea of these like huge, you know, beings and what they've done to influence the world and the universe throughout time and that sort of thing. Do you really need to go into gods then also in the same phase? Like, that's just like a whole other thing. And then if you're going to do that, do you really need to go into like the, the quantum realm and the other realms? And and then if you're going to do that, do you really need to keep having Loki, you know, further establish all these multiverses with Doctor Strange and Wanda? It's just, it's just like, wow. Like, pick one, <laughs> maybe two, and that's enough. I think their hand was forced in a way when they acquired the Fox properties, because I think at that point, and then they figured out that they could kind of deal with Sony and get stuff from them if they really needed it. Hmm. Um, And I do know that they're just looking for that one slip up, that one opening to take back the Spider-Man franchises. Like Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're playing every card they can to stay in Sony's good graces so that they can piggyback on whatever they're doing and try and pull it in. But, um, and then they do Morbius and they're like, nope, didn't happen. (laughs) Not in our universe, my friend. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think the reason why it feels so disjointed is that there is this pressure now. Okay. We've got all these properties. We need to start bringing them in. How are we going to do that? Well, we have to establish that there are multiple realities that we can pull from. And then somebody went, and if we do that, then we can always have an Iron Man. We can always have a Captain America. We can always have where I think going into this pre acquisition, 
the idea was, oh, well, we'll just replace them with younger versions like Ironheart and mm-hmm. um, America Chavez and, you know, whatever they need to do to replace the next generation. And now they're kind of like, well, we can actually do whatever we want. So I think we're seeing an amalgamation of what was originally planned, which is replacing the former characters with new younger versions of themselves, yeah. meaning like, you know, the the Kate Bishop replacing Hawkeye kind of thing. Yeah. With, well, do we need Kate Bishop if we can just pull in another Hawkeye? Right. And that's fine. I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't didn't each phase lead up to an Avengers? Yes. Right? Like phase one introduced the separate characters and then they culminated in Avengers. And then phase two... Uh, I'm trying to think of what story building. I think it just continued those character stories. But then in the in Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, that was basically an Ultron origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the, the phase phase one was the was the introduction of the characters. Phase two is the putting the armor around the world. Phase three was well, they never was, really did that, but that was an idea. But that based, but, you know, but that was the out. yeah that that was the motivating force behind kind of like we need to now protect this world that we're in kind of thing. Right. And, right, right. And then that third phase is like, well, you didn't do a good enough job because Thanos. Yeah. So I guess I'm wondering, like, you know, we didn't, uh, you could say that they sort of planted the seeds for Ultron through Jarvis and through, like you said, the, the PTSD after, you know, the, the battle of New York. Right. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like we had a, you know, Ultron is coming moment. You know what I mean? Right. Um, whereas I feel like we've definitely, we've met Kang <laughs> or we're going to. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, is that, go- I don't think Kang doesn't seem, maybe he will, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be the Thanos. He seems like he's probably more going to be the Ultron. Yeah, he's definitely going to be the Ultron. And I think you're going to have Doom as the Thanos. But right, that's going to be, right. you know, I mean, you're talking about like phase six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm also curious about the, I'm not up to date on all of the source material because I haven't read the the latest, you know, Secret Wars iteration that a lot of this is seems to be based on by, by Jonathan Hickman. So um, maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe Rob can chime in. Maybe they need to set up all of these gods and celestials and, you know, multiverses and stuff, because all of that is essential to, te- to, to adapting that secret or story. I don't know. I haven't read it, the comics yet. Well, I think that's, I think that's the, the key is they're trying to, they're trying to make it feel at the very least, like there's all these different realms and, and, um, universes and different things so that when they pull it together in secret wars, um, you feel the scope of it a little bit. Right. Cause secret wars is, is like a crisis, right? Like they're, they're whittling it down. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the, the whole thing is, is that in order to save themselves from the last, the basically the last incursion is between our, the, the six, one, six, um, universe and then this, this last universe that, that they just can't find a way to stop colliding into it. And right. so what they what they do is they have Dr. Doom use the um, the 
Infinity Stones to the Infinity Gems to rewrite right, right. the the universe into yeah. one planet, and so every quote unquote section or continent is a different realm. So you've got everything from the 1990s X-Men universe to, you know, different ones that you'd never heard of before to alternate timelines that have been previously explored. And so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just, I just got light, light goosebumps at, at the thought of something of a possibility. Go for it. What if, what if all this fucking like crazy, expansion that feels like too much is on purpose what if we're getting the uh, the spider-man trilogy of of that story on a larger mcu level scale where at the end of this it's gonna be like re rebooting the marvel universe as like okay this is now what it is going forward. Like it's simplified and it's like, you had the characters in place now go, you know, how, how the Spider-Man no way home did that at the end where it's like, we got a homecoming. We got far from home. Things are getting bigger and crazier. No way home is like insane, but then it's like a reset at the end. And it sort of brings Spider-Man back to its, his simplest, you know, iteration so mm-hmm. that you can go forward that way in the MCU what if we're getting that for the MCU through all this and secret Wars I, I is going to be that, you know? Yeah. And when you come out on the other, when you count up, come out on the other end of secret wars, you're going to have a world that has Avengers, X-Men, fantastic four. Yes. Yes. But as the Dr. basic Doom. Yes. doctor, like everything, everything's going to be a lot more like the six, one, six in the comics. Yes. Mark, mark this. No, wait, whoa, what day is this? We'll, we'll come back in in a few years and see if that's what's happening. We're, we're calling it on the Ms. Marvel episode. <laughs> that would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Ms. Marvel, which this episode is supposed to be, about, I don't know that we've talked that much about. And this is, and this is what I was worried about. This is why I said because of you, like this, this entire series is just getting, um, like I, I personally, I know you, it wasn't for you. I love this character. I enjoyed the hell out of this series. Um, I do think that there was definitely some things where it was like, like the, the. Um, clandestines that were chasing her. It's like mm-hmm. you have no good concept of who they are or what their powers are. Nope. Or you know, apparently they could create weapons out of things. They have like token weapons that they deal with. Um, it's right. just all you know. So there's definitely flaws in the whole thing. But as far as a this is fun, I enjoy the characters. I want to see more. I definitely want to see more of this character. Um, I love the family stuff. I loved the style of all the like cartoons and stuff in the background that kind of come out of her imagination. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I think you know it was just a very fun. It was very fun, and so I can't imagine how she is going to. I feel like she's going to bring a fun breath of fresh air to the bigger movies because it's just such a, a bright character, like just a very light, mm-hmm. happy character. Yeah. Mutants though, Joe. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. 
I mean, I believe me because I because I if again if you watch the the new Rockstars video where they announce that and they have um, Eric Voss and I forget who the other person is that is always doing videos, um, but they like they have the reaction and then they hear the da, 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 and they they lose their shit and I think that was kind of just universal. <laughs> Again, if you were if you're kind of new to the Marvel universe and you're just kind of following along with us because we kind of tell you stuff that you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Um, if you hear, like, go listen, go pull up on YouTube or go to Disney Plus and watch the <laughs> entry of one of the '90s, the the opening credits to one of the '90s X Men uh, cartoons because it's got a great theme song. It's very fun, and from now on, anytime anything has to do with mutants. You're gonna hear da 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 in the background somewhere. Yep. Like it happened when Professor yep. X rolled out. It happens when they announced that she's a mutant. Like so, if you hear that, that is your that is your audio audible clue that whatever it is is dealing with mutants. Yep, agreed. Mutants are are here. I was gonna say mutants are coming, but they're here. Nope, they're Namor, here. N- Namor is supposed to be a mutant as well. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Cool. Although I don't know that, that they'll go that direction because I think they're going to go with, you know, Atlanteans being their own species. Um, they might they might do both and say, you know, actually say yes, but he's a special type of Atlantean because he's a mutant. Yes. But I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if they trust the audience quite enough. Which is to similar to what they did with Kamala because, yes, the, the bracelet gives her certain powers, but the reason why she's been able to access those things in the way she has and other family members haven't, even though sh- they share the same bloodline, is because of her mutation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think at one point she's not – her powers are not going to look like that anymore. I think they're going to eventually pull her like, – like once she gets rid of the bangle, I think she's going to be – not light based at all. I think it's going to yeah. be more back to the original concept of the character. Yeah. I also think we're going to get Quasar, which again, it's one of those characters on the list of like, there is no way we're ever going to get this character in the Marvel universe. God, that's so much. It's too much. Isn't it? Joe. <laughs> all right. Anything else all you right, want to cover on Miss Marvel? I think that's, I think that's it for me. How about you? Cool. No, I'm, I'm, Miss Marveled out. I have a shout out for this week. Um, John Mundy, who's a friend of mine, uh, sent me on Facebook this morning a video, which I will include on the show notes, um, which basically was showing um, the top film franchises, but in like a visual graphics form. And so you have this bar graph and as time goes on, it shows how much money they make and what franchises replace what other franchises as the leading is very cool to watch. It's like a five, it's like a five minute video and this this visual representation of um, what franchises are the biggest franchises out there. And it's just kind of, it's just, it's like, it's fun. It's fun to watch because they just, it's like a race and you see Mm -hmm. them change and fall back and come back up and it's really cool. Wow. So I'm going to share that that into. Yeah. So thanks for that. And I will share that with, with uh, everybody on the show. I'm going to shout out my buddy, Jason for, um, for setting the stage for what my Apple watch is and is not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If anyone listening has any 
particular apps or functions that they really enjoy about their Apple Watch, please feel free to to let us know because uh, I'm still figuring this thing out. And it does a lot of cool things, and I don't want to miss out on anything. <laughs> yeah, it passes along because I, I have given my Apple Watch minimal attention, so I probably don't know any of the stuff <laughs> that you were suggesting to him. <laughs> All right, man. All right. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek network. Check out other geek to geek shows, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, The Nerdberg Review, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, Farming Simulated, As the Dice Roll, Plane Stalker Podcast, and Sometimes Rob. Go listen to Rob's stuff. He's been putting out a couple of um, things kind of catching me. Uh, everybody up on stuff and he really knows his like he knows the source material i think a lot better than we do sometimes so definitely go check him out uh also check out our twitch streamers capsule j bamashox toidal power Geen, and nixie and make sure to join us on slack or discord where you can chat with us in real time you can currently find us at geeked2.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geeked2.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geeked2 or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at rayvargas3. And you can check out my website full of my artwork at ramonvargasart.com. That's it for us this week. I don't think we're putting it since we did two weeks in a row. I don't think we're putting one out next week because I've got stuff going on that weekend, but we will let you guys know what's coming up. We have not decided on our next topic, but we will, we will let you know the boys. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm pushing him so hard. I will. I will try. I've got two weeks. I will. I've I've got two weeks. And if I tell him that it's for the podcast, he might. Let us do it a little bit more often. <laughs> All right. Well, until then, um, remember these next two weeks, keep it geek. <laughs> <laughs>